Jeff's uh, Jeff's having troubles, folks. The f- did my where did my headphones go? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Big Daddy Ranks, Walker Kelly. Walker, how is your Wednesday going? Oh, it's going great. Just uh, I can't I can't wait to get into the ranks, baby. Yeah. So if you want to check out Walker's ranks, they are uh, going to be in the episode description. They're also at the top of every single page on footballabsurdity.com. Button says week 15 ranks. And so, uh, as with every ranking show, we do a little Thursday night football starter sit as well. We do some sicko stashes, which is guys rostered in 5% or fewer of leagues. Uh, Walker has their sneaky fart of the week, which is a flex start. And uh, then we talk about uh, each position. Uh, players Walker's higher on, lower on, Walker's toughest rank, most surprising rank, sneaky start, and tough sit at each position. So uh, it takes about an hour. Let's get into it right now. So let's start with 49ers at Seattle. Niners are three point favorites. This one is a 43 point over under uh, some notable injury news. Kenneth Walker is off the injury report. DJ Dallas is likely not playing both running backs for Seattle. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, heard of him. Uh, he's off the injury report for San Francisco. Brock Purdy is questionable with an oblique injury, but he will play. Debo Samuel has officially been ruled out with his ankle injury, as the 49ers think he will miss about three weeks. Uh, to which I say, let him miss more. Let him, let him miss through week 18, because the Niners win this week. They take home the division. So, Walker, let's start at the top. Quarterbacks, uh, let, you have them both as starts this week. Uh, sort of, yes. Uh, I have... Brock Purdy as a start at number eight. He is, uh, I, I, I question how good he is, but he is in a very good offense against a pretty bad defense. So I think that he will play well in this game. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be yet again in his bag. And uh, I, I expect good stats from Brock Purdy. Uh, Geno Smith I have as a fart. He is at 12. Um, Geno has been, not as good recently, but still decent for fantasy. Uh, he runs a little bit. He throws multiple touchdowns very often. So I, I think he'll be fine in this matchup. San Francisco's pass defense is just okay. And the run defense is incredibly good. So That's probably right. going to pass a lot. Yeah, and a um, couple things. One, Brock Purdy um, has a chance to have the Jimmy Garoppolo special or the Tua Tungo Vailoa special where – he throws it short and the weapons do the hard part and the weapons for San Francisco this week are going to be Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. And what do you know? The Seattle Seahawks are terrible against running backs and tight ends. That's right. So um, I think that uh, I think Brock Purdy is a start. I actually would have him lower. I would have him behind uh, Justin Fields and Dak Prescott where you have him. So I would have him just above Tua. And I would probably keep Geno Smith where he is, um, understanding that so much of that has to do with the fact that Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence all have terrible matchups. That's right. So Geno Smith being at 12, people are going to be like, well, doesn't he have a bad matchup? It's like, yeah, so does everybody else. And, and actually, uh, not that bad. Uh, San, San Francisco is uh actually below average against opposing receivers right now Mm -hmm. and pretty middle of the pack to slightly above average against quarterbacks. So 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Gino is in for a huge game here, but if you've been playing him, you're probably just going to keep playing him. Um, there, there is a possibility you might be able to find a Brock Purdy or a Mike White on waivers, um, but in the event that those guys are picked up, I don't think you can go too terribly wrong with Gino. Yeah, Gino, I think it's going to be somewhere in that thirteen to fifteen or eleven to fifteen range. Um, because, like you said, 49ers are weirdly not great against uh, opposing wide receivers, despite their defense being very good. They're also not great at the at defending the deep ball. Mm. Um, Tyler give Lockett up, touchdown incoming. Tyler Lockett touchdown. Marquise Goodwin touchdown potentially. Ty, a Marquise Goodwin revenge game. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 49ers legend Marquise Goodwin. Never could this forget. Be, could this be foreshadowing, Jeff? Could it be? No. Uh, he okay. is not a sicko stash. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So I'm just saying, like in your in your DFS, this is if you do a Thursday night DFS slate, like you could lean into like a, a Marquise Goodwin potentially for a touchdown. Uh, but yes, Tyler Lockett touchdown incoming, and then uh, DK Metcalf. Um, who knows what he'll do? That's that has nothing to do with the defense. That has 100 percent to do with what DK Metcalf feels like doing that week. Here's my TNF uh, DFS lineup. Uh, Captain Christian McCaffrey, and then Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Tyler Lockett, Marquise Goodwin. There you go. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know if you can afford that. I don't know what the salaries are. Uh, salaries, it'll work. If it doesn't work, hack the back end and change the salary cap for you specifically. So That's right. I think that Purdy and Geno Smith are both okay starts this week. I've heard a lot of people scared off by them. Um, at my new job, I have a lot of opportunities to listen to podcasts. So I've been listening to podcasts again. <laughs> I hear a lot of people scared off of Purdy uh, and Geno Smith because of the short week and the oblique for Purdy and because of the defense for Geno Smith. But I think they're both start worthy. They're in the discussion. Walker has both behind, uh, you mentioned it, Walker, Mike White, both behind Daniel Jones. Um, so it, there are other options out there, but they are start worthy. It's not a great week for matchups. No, quarterback is bad outside the top five. Yeah. So uh, top five for Walker, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert. Yeah, it gets really messy because, like, the players with good matchups, Matt Ryan, uh, Andy uh, Dalton. These guys are bad. They stink. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he's all right. Davis Mills, he is bad. Mac Jones, he is worse somehow. <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah. So, um, all right. So the only real smash start actually you have two smash starts in this game but christian mccaffrey this guy uh he's good you have him as your rb1 i don't think we need to talk about that yeah play him uh yeah up. yeah seattle seahawks bad christian mccaffrey good uh against running backs uh ken walker who i mentioned off the injury report question he was going to play you have him at 26 which in most leagues you're probably going to end up playing him but you do have him behind guys like isaiah pacheco jamal williams um Rashad White, uh, potentially guys that you um, would have been able to pick up off of waivers or you had stashed. Um, one thing, uh, you do have Damian Pierce listed, so that's going to have to change. Oh yeah, I, I'm. I'll, I'll have to. Uh, I'll, I'll go in and I'll go in the back end and I'll adjust it. <laughs> so that makes uh, Ken Walker your uh, running back 25. So now he's a smash play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, He's a high-end flex because he's very good, and there's a reasonable chance he scores a touchdown because he does that a lot. 
mm-hmm. but San Francisco is the best defense at preventing points to running backs, and Walker is coming off an injury. The Seahawks aren't typically a team under Pete Carroll that eases players back. They kind of just give them the rollback. So I would figure you're probably going to get 15 carries and three targets out of Ken. I just don't expect it to be very efficient. I'm looking at like 15 for 45 and three catches for 15 yards. And if he doesn't score, you're going to get like eight or nine points. Yeah, and for people going 15 for 45, that you know, the, those numbers are way too low. Those are about what the 49ers average per carry yes. and per target. So right. or per reception. So um yeah, it's it's a bad matchup, but it's Ken Walker. It's one of those things where people I think get too far into the matchups. Um this is a bad one, but I still I agree with you. Back end RB2, flex range, although I'm, you wouldn't play him in the flex, but Right. I, I'm going to go into uh, what people love to hear about, which is my own dynasty league. Uh, the one All that we right. together. Uh, <laughs> I am very nervous this week because like all of my good players have bad matchups. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kirk Cousins, and Trevor Lawrence all have bad matchups this week. Oh boy, that's not great. No, it sucks. And I, I am by far the best team in this league. So if I don't win, I'll be very mad. I would say that I'm by far the best team in the league. Uh, I would say by points scored, uh, I have dominated the league. I would say by vibes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I suppose I have no uh, recourse for that. That's right. I'm nine and five. Nine and vibes. No, nothing. Nothing for nine and vibes. I'm not, I'm not giving you anything for that one. Boo. All right. Um. So uh, to the wide receivers, uh, you have Tyler Lockett, 10, DK Metcalf, 17, both as starts. Um, We've kind of talked about the 49ers pass defense. You're not scared away by it. Uh, No, not really. It's fine. I mean, these guys are very good. They get a pretty consistent target share. I think Seattle's going to have to throw to keep up in this game. So, yeah, I, I think you're starting both Seattle receivers. Yeah, um, I, I think that... Uh, not doing that is getting a little bit too cute um, because they have been guys that you haven't taken out of your lineup basically all year long. Uh, uh, Walker, yeah. I, I demand IR slots in our Dynasty League. Why? I can pick up a player without having to drop another one. Well, we have giant rosters. Just drop somebody. No! <laughs> I still have Tim Patrick on my roster. I just dropped Taysom Hill. Okay. Um <laughs> I didn't see I like him. how you I, complain. I like how you complained about that for four seconds, and then you're like, oh, all right, fine, I'll drop a player. Yeah. All right, so Brandon Ayuk, you have his 24. You have him as a fart. He's the only man in town, really, for San Francisco this week. They've got Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod, Danny Gray behind them. And if you go, who the hell are those guys? Exactly. Uh, the Seahawks are actually a very good pass defense. They allow the six fewest fantasy points to opposing uh, wide receivers and um, – yeah, it's just their front seven is not very good. The rest of their defense, pretty good. The other four guys. <laughs> yeah, um, their uh, their corners have been playing very well. Uh, obviously, they still get Quandre Diggs at safety. He's really good. Jamal Adams is still good. So, yeah, I mean, the, I, I think Ayuk will get enough targets right now to still be solid, even in a bad matchup with a bad quarterback. But I wouldn't expect, again, a lot of efficiency. You, you know, you're going to see eight, nine targets, I would expect, but probably you're going to get five for 50 out of him. Yeah, it's, it, it'll be all right. 
Like, it'll be an okay game for him. I think that they're going to pepper Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle with targets. And I think Brandon Ayuk will get six, seven yeah, targets. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, my Google does not know what I mean by that. <laughs> Did your, <laughs> your Google Home just be like, what'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> it was, I don't know what you mean by he will get six or seven targets. Um. All right. So for tight ends in this one, George Kittle, smash start. Um. You have him as tight end two on the week. Uh. He's not been great lately, but he's the only man in town. And like we said, the Seattle Seahawks suck against opposing tight ends. That is absolutely right. Yeah. All yeah. all of that that Jeff said is why you play George Kittle this week. He's probably getting eight or nine targets, and the Seahawks allow uh the second most fancy points per target in the league. Give me two point two point two one. Yeah. Six for 90 for George Kittle. I'm going and, west. And a touchdown. He may score a touchdown. I have no idea. Yeah. So um, the other tight ends in this game, uh, do not do it. Just don't don't even do it. Will Disley, yeah. Noah Fant. Niners are fourth in the league in fewest fancy points per target. Uh, they've given up two tight end touchdowns this year, which is third lowest in the league. Yeah, I wouldn't expect either of those guys to score. Yeah. Guess who has not scored any or not allowed any tight end touchdowns this year? It's been one team. Uh, Washington. Nope. New Orleans. We are getting further away. Uh, Philly. Uh, closer. Wrong division. Uh, what did I say first? Washington? Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll give you a hint. Uh, they don't have a Super Bowl offense. I don't know if you saw that clip. Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> No, there was a clip of some reporter saying to Josh Allen uh, something about them not having a Super Bowl offense. And he's just. Oh, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, said, he goes, OK, oh, OK, like, okay. like, uh, cool, man. <laughs> yeah. And then that guy immediately got canceled for saying women don't understand sports. Yeah. Take it from me. Uh, ladies, right? That's basically <laughs> women. Am I right? That's basically what he did. He said women. And am I right? And the guys who show he was on were like, <laughs> absolutely. And then the next day they were like. We are so sorry for any harm we may have caused. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Women, am I right? Uh, for sure, dude. And then, yeah, literally like eight hours later, we have fired this man. We have no contact with him anymore. He sucks. He should be in jail, actually. He is in the same jail as the Try Guy who, uh, <laughs> who cheated on his wife. So, yeah, no fan will. Anyways, back to topic. No fan will Disley. Just don't do it. Friends don't let friends do that. Uh, they split like seven targets a game. So have and, fun. And one, and one of them is going to be Colby Parkinson. Yeah, let's go Colby. All right. Uh, so let's move on to, oh, you're not interested in any ancillary pieces. No. No. Marquise Goodwin. DFS. I mean, Watch yeah, it. DFS Watch only. It. Touchdown, baby. All right. Scored a touchdown last week. All right. So let's get into our sicko stashes. Again, these are players rostered in 5% or fewer of Yahoo League's. Walker, let's start with your three percent running back. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask, did Roar Wasser uh, change to being a running back? Ha ha! Can ha ha! Get get it? Because he's a white nationalist. That's right. Um, and I believe it is the same as my three percent. Oh, did I not put my three percent running back on here? Wait a second. Hold on. Timeout. I was gonna say you don't have a three percent running back. Oh, I'm looking at uh, the wrong roster rate because uh, on the roster diamond, whatever that means on Yahoo, uh, roster rate among diamond players, uh, it was um, 
P.O. Strong, but that's not correct. 3% is... Is it Rojo? Yeah, it is. Boo! <laughs> Do not besmirch the name of Rojo. Shout out Boo! Herms. Shout out Herms. Uh, yeah, this is a real sicko maneuver. Um, this is beyond if, sicko. But, but if anything happens to Isaiah Pacheco, Ronald Jones is probably the next man up in terms of carries, and the offense is really good. So... Um, I, this is only in the deepest of leagues, and I'm not saying to actually do it, but the, it, you know, break break glass in case of emergency. If they'll just go to Melvin Gordon, I don't think they will. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. So my quarterback, five percent rostered blocker, Desmond Ritter. Correct. Remember when Jalen Hurts wasn't good at football, but he was great for fantasy. Uh, yeah. Remember when Desmond Ritter was a lot worse than Jalen Hurts? Correct. But it could happen. <laughs> what if he runs? But what if he is, uh, exactly what Marcus Mariota was? Yeah, exactly. What if he is exactly what Marcus Mariota was? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I gotta <laughs> see it first. I, I, I'm not, I'm certainly not playing him this week, but, uh, yeah, I, I can understand it. Yeah. I mean, Walker, don't forget, this is sicko stuff. Right. Nasty work. Real, real, real nasty guy. Rookie, uh, by the way, rookie Desmond Ritter, quarterback, uh, Atlanta Falcons, for those who don't know. All right. Your 4% wide receiver, Walker. Um, Let's see. I always feel, because you do yours earlier in the day now, so I feel like the lines change, and I'm, I'm at a disadvantage here. Uh, is it? It's not Nick Westbrook Aquina, is it? No. Okay. I was going to say, he was bad last week. He just scored a touchdown. I know it's not Kenny Galladay. That leaves <laughs> KJ Osborne? It must have changed. Look at the 5% guys. Oh, Chris Moore. Yes. Yeah. And that is my 5% guy as well, because uh, we are probably looking at another week without Nico Collins, another ne- week without another Neek. Uh, another week Hi, without, Hill. <laughs> without uh, Brandon Cooks either. So Chris Moore, uh, he's not very good, but he is fine. He'll, he'll he, be the number one receiver for the Texans, and the yeah. Chiefs are not good at stopping receivers. And even if they were good at stopping receivers, the Texans are going to throw so much. I mean, I mean l- most likely they're going to have to. Yeah, last week he had a big breakout, 10 for 124 on 11 targets against the Cowboys defense that's been pretty good uh, against wide receivers. So it's like just the pure volume alone uh, that he should be walking into makes him a good sicko stash. Uh, but I have a pivot 5% sicko stash walker. Uh, Ben Skoranek? No. <laughs> you just assume it's Ben Skoranek? I don't know. I, I, I didn't put down a 5% one. Uh, what about a real sick, nasty man that gets uh, the Tennessee Titans in Week 17 that has not been on a roster yet this year? Will Fuller? T.Y. Hilton. Dallas uh, Cowboys, baby. I'm not interested. That's my pivot, sicko stash. Um, that wasn't, that wasn't my primary. My primary was Chris Moore, but I figured that's what your, uh, one of your guys was. All right. Uh, your, are you, is your 1% wide receiver and my 2% wide receiver the same? I, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, is yours Isaiah Hodgins again? No. Okay. Uh, is it Olamide Zacchaeus again? No. Is it my big, beautiful boy, Rashid Shahid? No. Damn. Uh, I am out of options. Uh, it is. Rams wide receiver 2-2 Atwell. Boo! More like boo-boo Atwell. Uh, he had nine targets last week, and 
the guy throwing in the ball is the same guy that will be throwing in the ball the rest of the season. Who is uh, that guy? Baker Mayfield. He's on the Rams? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Tutu is not very good, but he runs a lot of like out and in routes out of the slot, and Baker tends to like to throw those for some reason. So I there's a possibility that he turns into like a wide receiver four option for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean he could he could end up in your rotation. I I what's funny is I said this a few weeks ago. And you're like, oh, Tutu Atwell, he's the worst. The worst football player in the world. He's right. uh, he's up there. <laughs> he he's not among the best. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, so yours is two two Atwell. I have a two percent uh sicko stash wide receiver. Uh, my guess was Jawan Jennings. That guess is correct. Uh, no Debo Samuel. Uh, Seahawks are a good matchup. Um, last year down the stretch, he averaged five targets per game. Uh, 42 yards per game with, uh, uh, he had three touchdowns in, in the last four games. Uh, not the biggest sicko stash, but, um, he steps up when either Debo or Brandon Ayuk aren't around, uh, 49ers third down guy. So it's possible because we saw Brandon Ayuk take over, um, Debo Samuel's role a little bit when Debo was hurt in 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. and then Jennings would move into the Brandon Ayuk role that kind of like, like you were saying five for 50 sort of deal. Um, so he could be a valuable PPR guy, but probably sure. not. But probably not. Let's be clear. Uh, this is some sicko stuff. All right. Uh, your 2% tight end. Um, is it Kylan Granson again? I'm just going to guess that it's Kylan Granson. It's always Kylan Granson. No, but you're close. Uh, Mo Big Beck? It's not that one either. It's Jelani. It's Big Jelani Woods. Uh, he's a... Uh, He's coming off of he had a huge game three weeks ago and then two weeks ago he had still had four targets even though he only played I think 15 snaps uh, and then this week upcoming he is coming off the bye playing a bad defense. Um, I just think you know don't start Jelani Woods this week but don't forget about him he is he's on the come up folks. He's on the what the come up he, he's he's coming up. So you better get this party started. That's right. Um, all right. So I have a 1% running back. Um, I'll give you a hint. He's not very good. Oh, I, my guess was Kevin Harris. I'll give you another hint. Mike loves him. Dario Gumbawale. Correct. Uh, he's got a, you know, we mentioned uh, going to play the Chiefs. They're going to throw a lot. He's probably going to be their passing downs back. Um, and coming up, he's got matchups against the, uh, Titans next week, who you can throw on, um, and the Jags who are okay. Again, like you, you can throw on them as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah. I, I'm, thank you for the, uh, the kind words. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's, uh, move on to your sneaky fart of the week, which is again, a flex start. Yeah, my my uh, sneaky fart of the week is uh, a boy on my on my own team. It's DeAndre Swift. Um, I I just I I don't love the matchup. It's Swift's role is kind of up and down, but I I think that the passing game is going to have trouble going downfield against this tough Jets defense. 
And so I think it's going to be a lot of quick underneath throws to get the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. And so DeAndre Swift can uh, thrive in that type of environment. I would expect his pass game involvement to be much higher than it was last week. Um, one of the highest of the season, probably. And I think if the Lions are going to score multiple touchdowns in this game, it's going to be by running the ball. So I think DeAndre Swift either gets in the end zone or catches a bunch of bunch of passes or both this week. So I think you can play him as like a uh, you know high end flex. Okay. Um, yeah, you you've been uh, holding out hope for uh, DeAndre Swift, and you're hoping that uh, he comes through for you in these last few weeks. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, maybe maybe not every week, but again, the, I found that this week is very odd for matchups. It's not a great matchups week. Like it's it's really not. Um, bad players have good matchups. Good players have bad matchups. So it's gonna exactly. be one of. Uh, we're gonna say on Tuesday we're gonna be like, what a terrible week for fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, look at all these random guys that scored touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's move on to the player positions again. Um, if you're just joining us, uh, if you scrub through the podcast, uh, we do uh, at each position players that Walker is higher on, lower on, uh, their toughest rank, most surprising rank, sneaky start, and tough sit. Let's start with uh, quarterback you're higher on. Uh, Mike White, you have it quarterback six. His ECR is 14. That's expert consensus rank per um, fantasy pros going up against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, uh, Mike White is fine. He will throw accurately, and the Lions are sure as hell not going to let the Jets run the ball. So the Jets are going to have to throw the ball to score. They've been throwing the ball a ton um, when Zach Wilson hasn't been starting. So I think that White will probably end up with around 300 yards and a touchdown. I think he has you know, maybe even two touchdowns. There's a lot of quarterbacks with bad matchups this week. So I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you should be playing White. Okay. Yeah. I think that, um, he's, uh, I think it would take balls to start him in your, um, fantasy playoffs, but Hey, uh, no risk it, no biscuit. Um, another player that I think it would take Cajon is, uh, Daniel Jones in a bad matchup against Washington. You have it seven. Uh, uh, a, oh, sorry. ECR on him is 15. He's not a bad matchup. Washington. No, it's not a bad matchup. They're pretty middle of the road. Oh, my impression of them was much different. I didn't actually look them up. Washington Commanders, 30th in fantasy points. Oh, that's running back. That's why, uh, folks. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, they are not 30th. Jeff, looking at the wrong tab. Bad matchup for uh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon. There we go. Yep. We got there. We got there. All right. Sorry, looking at the wrong tab. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones in a mid matchup? That's right. Uh, I It's... Yes, it's high, but again, a lot of quarterbacks don't have good matchups. Daniel Jones runs a lot, and this is going to be a bad Saquon Barkley matchup again. So the Giants are going to have to throw to score. Uh, Daniel Jones has a good chance to run in a touchdown. Um, I can understand being apprehensive on Jones. Uh, This is more of a field play than necessarily an analytical play, I suppose. so if you want to stick with your, you know, Kirk Cousins or whatever, that or Trevor Lawrence, that's fine. But I just have a feeling Daniel Jones is going to have a good week. All right. Um, so, you know, as I said, they're the 30th in fantasy points allowed to, to to quarterbacks. Whether that's correct or not, that is what I said. 
it's it says a lot about the about fantasy football that it could be true it says the fact that i thought it was true says a lot about fantasy football walker uh and not me it says nothing about me if if i'm right i should get all the credit and if i'm wrong <laughs> i deserve none of the blame that's right all right so brock purdy you have an eight ecr's 19 where i talked about him uh for thursday night football uh you have him as a solid start there at eight and he's also my sneaky start, just to get Ew. that out of the way. Sneaky start as well. Uh, big completions, Brock. <laughs> That's right. Uh, big comps, Brock. All right. Uh, quarterback, you lower on. Kirk Cousins, you have at 15. ECR on him is eight. Cousins going up against uh, Indianapolis. Why is Kirk Cousins' ECR eight going up against Indianapolis? Well, didn't you see him last week? He played really good. Yeah. <laughs> Who did he play? Yeah, he played the worst defense against opposing receivers. And I think the fourth worst defense, no, the worst defense against opposing quarterbacks and like the fourth worst defense against opposing receivers. So uh, and and did Kirk Cousins play well or did Justin Jefferson play out of his mind? No, Cousins actually played well. OK, Fine. He, he was kind of dealing, honestly, but it didn't matter. Uh, Vikings still lost to the Detroit Lions. Let's go. Uh, uh, hat, hat, hat and T-shirt game this week. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Uh, Colts coming off a bye, so don't don't count your chickens. But Jeff Saturday's never lost as a head coach coming off of the bye. Look, more people are saying it. <laughs> more and more people are saying it. Uh, but yeah, it's not a good matchup for Cousins. He's a above average quarterback in a really bad matchup. So I would try to find somebody else. Okay, so Walker, what about a currently below average quarterback in a bad matchup? Uh, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady. You have at 20, ECRs 12, playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, people refuse to count out touchdown Tom for some reason. Uh, count him out. He's he's not throwing touchdowns anymore. He's just Tom now. You can count he's out just Tom. Tom. <laughs> We're counting out Tom. <laughs> uh, Tom from MySpace, out of my top eight. <laughs> he's, he's barely even in my top 20. Yeah. All right. Um, no, I think that uh, people have been giving uh, Tom Brady way too much benefit of the doubt this year, and um, it's not warranted. Do you know who I picked up in the Dynasty League? Uh, no. Brock Purdy, there you because go. I'm going to start him over uh, t- Tom Brady if and when Lamar Jackson doesn't play this weekend. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just going to start him and then not worry about uh lamar jackson or antonio brown whatever that guy's name is anthony brown anthony brown uh all right uh jared goff you have at 19 ecr is 13 that's another quarterback that you're lower on uh going up against the new york jets why oh why would you put jared goff in your top 15 going up against the jets well didn't you see him play last week he was really good (laughs) was he who did he play yeah, the Vikings. Uh, hmm. Yeah, Jared Goff, very good at home, very good against bad defenses. Uh, very bad on the road, very bad against good defenses. So uh, what do you want me to say here? Uh, he's probably going to play bad. Yeah. Walker, do you? I know you play like NCAA football. Do you play a lot of like RPG games? No. Okay. So there's in Fallout, there's like a lock picking mechanism that you can, oh. as you get better, you can pick harder locks. Sure. Jared Goff has it at like... Two out of five. Like he can he can pick those if it's a good easy lock he can pick it like nobody's business. But if it's hard he's not pulling that off. No, I, Jared Goff is going to have a like nineteen for thirty two for two hundred and ten yards, one touchdown and one pick game. Woo, Jared Goff. All right, you heard it here first, folks. 
he's he's not very good. That's right. Nobody else has ever said that about Jared Goff. <laughs> it's unheard of. All right, your toughest rank this week at quarterback, uh, Justin Fields coming off the bye, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah, this would probably be, if it wasn't Justin Fields, I'd say Brock Purdy. So Justin Fields, uh, he, he hasn't played much lately. I mean, he's played one game in like the last month. Um, he still is hurt. He's not going to be on the injury report, but he's not completely healthy. Philly is a really good defense. But it's Justin Fields. He runs so much and so well that you can't not start him. Mm-hmm. But so essentially, I put him as low as I could while still having him as a must-start player. That's kind of what it is. Like, I don't think Walker. I'm gonna be honest here. I don't think anybody's gonna start Brock Purdy over Justin Fields. <laughs> I do it though. Whoo, Walker. Uh, that's rough. Uh, yeah, like take- I said. I- you got you got to make big moves to win the big bucks. I don't know. I, I I get being worried about Philly, but I also have this mental image of, you know, him just like he runs for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I have like 35 yard uh, runs in my head because they're they're you know they're getting upfield. He sees a hole in the line and he takes yeah. off again. Yeah, Je- Justin Fields scores. 31 fantasy points in a game that the bears lose 45 to 17. Exactly. And he has two rushing touchdowns, right? Uh, 135 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And then like 112 passing yards. Yeah. I don't discount my mental images that I remember I switched from Tampa Bay beating Cleveland to Cleveland beating Tampa Bay. Cause I had a mental image of uh, miles Garrett sacking Tom Brady in slow motion. So, yeah, well, I agreed with you on that one. It works. All right. Uh, your most surprising rank this week, uh, a little man. I'm just going to leave it at that. A little man. Yes, a, a small, pathetic man. Deshaun Watson, I do not have in my top 25 quarterbacks. Uh, that is because he has sucked. He has been really bad since he came back, and I would like to see him play well before I give him any shot as being a recommended start. Uh, Walker, what if I told you he has a sub 60% completion percentage? Does that interest you? That sounds nasty. Like, what about, what about 200 yards per game and one pick and two touchdowns? I mean, that's a little better, but it's still not exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, just become Brown's quarterback once again. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically doing the exact same thing Jacoby Brissett was doing. I don't know. Jacoby Brissett was doing better, kind of, because Brissett could like competently run in the offense, which I don't know if Deshaun Watson can do right now. Yeah, but I mean, Watson still is more naturally talented, so I feel like it kind of evens out. But yeah, no, Grant, I I don't want to say that I think Jacoby Brissett's more talented than than Deshaun Watson, but he's also been playing football all year long. Sure. Um, no, I I th- this is what a quarterback looks like when they don't play football for two years. Yeah, so this is this is uh, uh for all of you clamoring for Colin Kaepernick. This is what you would get. Uh, yeah, you would you would get uh, seventy five rushing yards and like a hundred and twenty five passing yards in a pick. Yeah, so um, it is a decentish matchup going up against the Ravens. Um, Ravens you know, defense has been really good lately, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Is against bad to... quarterbacks, but I mean, right now Deshaun Watson's a bad quarterback. Yeah, I picked a I picked a week at random. I picked week eight. I think that's when they got Roquan Smith, actually. Um, let's see. Yeah. Since they've gotten Roquan, was that was that week eight? Yes. Okay, so since 
Oh, they, that was week nine. Okay, hold on. So let me let me adjust this. Since they've had Roquan Smith on their team, uh, the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who were just dreadful to start the year, just absolutely god awful. Um, they have allowed uh, the scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, 28th most fancy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Right. So fifth worst matchup since they got Roquan Smith. Yeah, tied with the Steelers actually. So there you worst. go. Yeah, don't do it, folks. Yeah, no thanks. All right, your tough sit this week. I don't know why we were talking about the Ravens. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Um, tough sit, Trevor Lawrence. Um, you have him at 14 going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's not a very good matchup. Um, Dallas's defense has largely been good this season. Uh, front Strong front sevens have been what has given the Jags offense the most trouble. And Dallas has an extremely strong front seven. You can see that in the fact that the Lions defense gave him trouble, despite not being a very good pass defense, because they got after him. Um, It's going to be the same thing with the Cowboys. I, again, would try to find a better option than Trevor Lawrence. Um, Problem for me is that, again, in that same league I was talking about, my options are Trevor Lawrence and Kirk Cousins. (laughs) So it's uh, not great. The best of bad options. Yeah, that's not that's not great to hear. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, like he's been on a hot streak. And uh, yeah, just, um, you know, I, I think the Dallas matchup wins um, this one versus Trevor Lawrence. So um, let's switch over to running backs, running backs that you are higher on. Uh, first one, uh, ECR 21, you have him at 15. That is David Montgomery going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you're not scared. You ain't scared to know. I'm not scared of Philly's run defense because it's just OK. Um I don't think Chicago's going to be able to pass very well in this game, but I think they're going to do everything they can to control the clock and keep the ball out of Philly's hands. So I think David Montgomery is going to get a ton of work in the first half. Uh, and then in the second half, he'll catch passes. So I, he's the number one weapon in the offense right now with Darnell Mooney out for the season. I think he's pretty much a top 15 play just about every week right now. Yeah. And uh, I, I was trying to, I was trying to get there. Uh, you ain't afraid of no Joes. Linval Joseph. That was the I ain't afraid oh. of no ghosts. Uh, yeah, we got there. That's right. Uh, it was, it's good. It's a good joke. You, you know, it's good when you have to say it's good. All right. Uh, speaking of speaking of things that uh, you shouldn't have to say it's good to uh, Rashad White going up against Cincinnati. You have him at 19. Uh, EC on him is 24. We were poo pooing Rashad White just a few weeks ago and no longer. Yeah, I the role is good. I, I think Rashad White is a uh, super average football player, but he catches passes decently well. Um, they throw to the running backs just about more than anybody else. Uh, you know, Leonard Fournette is getting more targets than Rashad White, and White is still getting four or five targets a game. He's also getting double-digit carries. So despite the fact that he's not very good, he his role is big enough that he's – a top 20 play unless his matchup is terrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I play him. Yeah. It's one of those things where like uh, he's going to touch the ball enough. It's hard to get him outside the top 24, you know, kind of like a, a Travis Etienne move. Um, or like we were talking about, I was re-listening to yesterday's episode. We were talking about Zonovan Knight. One of those things where it's like, he hasn't been exceptionally good. He's just been touching the ball a lot. Um, Running back, you're higher on third one. Devin Singletary, you have at RB26, so you have him in a viable and recommended flex range. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else has him at 33, going up against the uh, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, uh, 
average matchup for Singletary, but um, proved last week he's still the number one running back in a good offense. Um, he's got a role that is high floor, low ceiling. He seems to score between 8 and 14 fantasy points every week. So he's just a good flex play. But Walker, hold on. <clears throat> what about uh, James Cook? Uh, shut up. Okay. He's not good, that James Cook. Yeah. Uh, now, what about his brother? Dalvin Cook. Now, there's a transition. That's a running back that you're lower on. You still have him as a start. RB 13, going up against the Colts. ECR on him is eight. Uh, he just hasn't been very good this year. Yeah, ECR on him is actually six, which is even weirder. Oh, uh, I, uh-oh. Somebody needs glasses. <laughs> but I have glasses. <laughs> They're on your face. I need more glasses. <laughs> your cat stole those, too. Um. I almost made Jeff spit out his drink. That's right. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Cook is uh, he has become pretty good instead of really good, and the matchup is not great. So I don't understand why he is uh, projected to be a top six guy. I I still think you play him this week, but I'm not expecting like a giant bounce back. I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah, so uh, on the season, uh, you said ECR on him is six? Yes. That would be his second best finish. Oh, that's standard. That would be his second best finish of the year. Yeah, and I, I'm i just not sure about that. Yeah, I don't really see that happening. Um, Kat's trying to sneak up on me again, steal my headphones again, <laughs> uh, which I'm putting at the end of the episode. So if you've gotten this far, listen all the way to the end because my cat ripped my headphones out of my ears. All right. Uh, running back that you're lower on, um, I think you've earned the right to have Isaiah Pacheco as RB1 and nobody can say anything because you were you were the uh, the leader of the Isaiah Pacheco uh, parade. Um, you have him at 23, ECR on him is 14. So, Walker, what has made you turn against your beautiful boy, Isaiah Pacheco, in a good matchup against the Houston Texans? Uh, I, I will tell you right here, right now. I like how it both sounds like we're we're filibustering. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he's just he's fine. You know, he he's consistently fine. He scored 12 points last week. I you know he was R, yes he was RB 17, but there were six teams on by. So um, he just he doesn't really catch passes. He has to score a touchdown to be a top 15 running back. Um, there's, I suppose there's a good chance he does this week. Houston is a great matchup, but I just, you know, I'm not saying don't start him. I still have him at 23. I just don't understand what this expectation is that he's going to be, you know, game-breaking fantastic. He's he's the best running back they have. That doesn't mean he's amazing. He's above average. He's the second best running back they have. Behind Ronald Jones. Whatever you say. Walker, I seem to say some see, seem to remember somebody saying pick up Ronald Jones. I said break glass in case of emergency. Walker loves Ronald Jones. All I right. love Ronald Jones. Uh, oh my God! Um, Travis Etienne, you have at RB twenty one going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you see on him fifteen. That I truly don't understand. Like. This is a perfect I don't get it because Travis Etienne has not been getting targets like I think he has three targets in the last three games and he's not good enough at just running the football against a good Dallas Cowboys team. So I don't understand why people would have him in their top 15. 
Yeah, I mean, the last three games that he's played a full snap share, he's been RB 25, 38, and 48. Um, this is as bad of a matchup as he's had all season. I, It's Travis Etienne, so I under, and he's still getting a lot of touches, so I can understand sticking with him, but you really got to temper your expectations here. He is not a smash play anymore. Yeah, I, I agree that he's not a smash play anymore. He's a probably a, a recommended flex, but not a guy that you um, expect big things from. It's like if you get big things from Travis Etienne now, you should be pleasantly surprised. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, running back that um, you uh, had the toughest rank with was Zonovan Knight. Uh, you have him at 28. We actually touched on this yesterday going up against the Detroit Lions on our Patreon episode. Patreon.com slash football absurdity. Three bucks a month. Um, the lines are good at the run at, at stopping opposing running backs now. And so, um, Zonovan Knight's been on a, a hot streak. That's just been, he's been getting a lot of touches. So I think it's going to be bad news this week. Yeah. I mean, he's played pretty well, um, averaging almost five yards a carry, but you know, he, he's got, he's gotten 10 targets over the last three weeks. So averaging three targets a game, he's just caught every single one of them which is an unsustainable rate of efficiency. Um, And people will say, well, he's been top 24 every week that he's played, which is true. Um, But two of those matchups were against a horrible Chicago defense and a pretty bad Minnesota defense. Last week against Buffalo, I'll give him credit. He did get 17 carries, which I don't expect necessarily to get against the Lions. Um, The Lions are also one of the best run defenses in the entire league. So it's... It's tough to find the balance between he's been very good, they like to give him the ball, and he's playing a defense that just, you know, absolutely decimated Delvin Cook. So I I think you can still play him as a flex type guy because he'll get enough touches to probably have a high enough floor, but I don't really think there's much ceiling in this matchup. Yeah, and... um... I, since I still had the the filtering up from the Roquan Smith thing, that's coincidentally since week nine is when the Lions have been on their hot streak. Fewest uh-huh. fantasy points per game to running backs. There you go. Yeah, so they've been very good. Um, I think their run defense has kind of been leading the way. Uh, most surprising, you have one spot behind Zonovan Knight. You have Cam Akers at RB29 going up against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it's surprising because... Uh, we don't like Cam Akers on this podcast. He's he stinks! Not very, he's not very good at football, but uh, he's been RB8 and RB25 the last two weeks. He is, you know, he, he's playing the most snaps out of the backfield. He's playing a really bad Green Bay run defense. Um, Green Bay is also very good against the pass, so I think the only way the Rams are going to move the ball consistently in this game is to take advantage of Green Bay's porous front seven. So it's a good situation for Akers in this matchup. Is that a is that a primetime game? Uh, we have extra primetime games this week because of the Saturday football. Yeah, and I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this is the Monday night game. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it's Monday, Monday night. night game. Uh, uh, I would rather jump into a wood chipper. <laughs> and yet you will still watch it. Correct. Uh, because uh, it's like putting my eyeballs through a wood chipper. And you think the NFL really thought they did something with this matchup this late into the season. Yeah, they thought it was going to be like the 11 and 2 Packers against the 9 and 4 Rams. Yep, and that's Oops. not what's happening. Oops. Um so yeah, Cam Akers you have in the flex range uh which is really a testament to how little we think of Cam Akers um given this matchup. 
Correct. Uh, all right, your sneaky start this week, you already talked about him, Rashad White, you have at 19, um, going up against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we talked that one through. So your tough set this week, uh, Cordero Patterson, um, you have at 33, going up against uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, which is, um, you know, kind of a porous run defense lately, but um, that's been due to injury. Yeah, it's not a great matchup. It's pretty middle of the road. The last time Cordero Patterson was a running back two or better was week 11, which was almost a month ago. Jesus. Um, the last time he scored a touchdown was week nine. I just, I understand that people drafted him as a guy who could be an RB2 or a flex play. I would not play him this week. I, I think that you have better options. Yeah, and um, I mean, outside of the matchup, um, like he's just not touching the football that much. Right. Like, he's not playing a ton of snaps. He's getting like 12, 13 touches a game. It's not a very good offense. Um, yeah. It's just, there's not really anything positive there other than he's good. But yeah. And he'll have a rookie quarterback. Right. So I just don't, I, who doesn't really dump the ball off. It's, it's just a bad situation this week. Yeah, since he's come back from his injury, uh, 10 carries and two targets per game. And I rounded up to two targets. Right. So not great. All right, so let's talk some wide receivers. Wide receiver you're higher on. New Hopkins, you have at eight. Everybody else has him at 13. Uh, going up against the Denver Broncos. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Walker is not scared of Colt McCoy. I'm also not scared of Denver's defense anymore. What? Uh, what? 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 Yeah, they didn't play well against Carolina. I mean, against Kansas City, I understand, but they still get, they gave up 34 points despite uh, getting three turnovers. That's really hard to do. Ooh, um, if they hadn't had really good turnover luck, they could have given up 50 to the Chiefs. So I, I don't think this Denver defense is playing as hard as they used to be. They are more injured than they were at the start of the season. Um, there's no reason for them to be trying to win right now. They're 3-10. and 10. So, uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown, I think, are ranked too low, and they're two of my three receivers I'm higher on. Um, I'm I'm really not – I'm not as worried about Denver as I used to be. Yeah, so I guess you can – is there anything to expand on on Hollywood? You have it 20. Uh, ECR on him is 28. Uh, Brown is still top 10 in points per game in terms of receivers. People are just kind of forgetting about him because he missed a bunch of time, but – Hopkins and Brown are going to be the guys that dominate targets. There's no Zach Ertz. They're not throwing the ball to James Conner very much. Um, Rondell Moore has been injured. So uh, these are the guys. <sighs> All right. Um, so your uh, other wide receiver that you're higher on than uh, everybody else is uh, Michael Pittman. You have it 15. ECR on him is 25. Michael Pittman going up against Minnesota. Um, Vikings, bad. They made Jared Goff look good last week. Yeah, the Vikings are really bad against opposing receivers. Um, that's pretty much the whole sell. Michael Pittman is wide receiver 22 on the season. So this is just, uh, I, I don't understand why his ECR would be lower than his season-long rank when he's playing a really bad pass defense. Yeah, I think people double dip sometimes. They're like, oh, brother, this guy stinks. Let me bury him. And then they for, and then they forget to look at the matchup, too, because they just don't pay attention. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but they uh, it, it's dumb, folks. Uh, wide receiver, you are lower on uh, the Sun God. You are besmirching Sun God. Uh, you have him as wide receiver 12. ECR on him is six. You hate him. 
Uh, that's Amonar St. Brown going up against the Jets. Yeah, I just think the Jets are not a good matchup. Um, St. Brown, you know, wide receiver six on the season, so he's been absolutely fantastic. But last week, uh, six for 68, no touchdown. Um, I I don't think that he is necessarily being focused on as the uh, – he's not the only guy to throw to anymore. DJ mm-hmm. Chark is healthy. Jamison Williams is get, is playing. Uh, Josh Reynolds is getting his four or five targets a game. Uh, the team doesn't have to just force feed St. Brown to win. So he's not going to be getting, you know, 11 for 114 and two touchdowns like he did against Jacksonville every week. Um, he's still going to get probably a minimum eight targets in this game. So I, I would guess that his floor is very high and you should still play him. I'm just saying that he's not going to be wide receiver two or wide receiver three like he was in week 12 and 13. So what you're saying is uh, let's see him do it with DJ Chark, Jameson Williams, all healthy. I'm saying I still have him as a top 12 receiver. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Another wide receiver you're lower on Garrett Wilson. You have as a wide receiver, 16 easy on him is 10. So you still have him as a start, just not a smash start going up against the Detroit lions. Yeah, I, I don't really understand why he's being ranked so high. I mean, I, I thought I was pretty high on Garrett Wilson this week. And then I looked at ECR and I was like, wait a second, what's going on? <laughs> you're uh, like, you do that thing where you're like, all right, let me see where Garrett Wilson is. And then you don't find him. And then you're like, oh, 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 as you look up, you're like, oh my God, that, there he is. Yeah. I mean, he had seven targets last week, six catches for 78 yards. He, he's a very good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player, but He's going to be the guy Jeff Okuda is matched up against. Um, Okuda barely played last week because he was really sick. So there was a lot of Amani Oruwarie out there who's been awful. And that's a big part of the reason why Justin Jefferson went nuts. In the first game when the Lions and Vikings played, Jefferson had three catches for 14 yards. So uh, Okuda is a true shutdown corner. He's who Wilson will get. Um, I think Wilson will still get his, but I can't in good conscience, put him as a top 12 player. Yeah. I mean, he's still very good. Um, he has at least seven, like last week was his worst week in the last three, but he has at least 90 yards in four of his last six games. And um, at least seven had, targets in five of the last six. Yeah. So he's, he's cruising. I still think he's good. And I think that that's, um, you know, the Jeff Akuda thing is a, is a big, uh, a big factor. But um, you're still starting. So, all right, Terry McLaurin, you have a 23. ECR on him is 17. He's going up against the New York football giants. Yeah, I mean, he's wide receiver 15 on the season, but the Giants, not a great matchup. Um, I understand that he went eight for 105 in a touchdown in the last matchup against the Giants. So I think people are remembering, well, two weeks ago he did that. So that means he's going to do it again. And I'm just going to go with the numbers instead of, uh, just saying like, oh, anecdotally, he was good one week against this team. So that means he's going to be good every other week against this team. Uh, when in reality, he's probably going to play more along what he's been the rest of the season, which he's been a wide receiver one three times in 13 weeks. So I, I still think that you can play him. I'm not saying that you should should necessarily bench him. I'm just saying that there are circumstances where you could bench him. And I don't expect him to have his best game of the year again. I think the Giants are probably going to adjust their defense a little bit. And I would say uh, so. 
you know, Wink Martindale is not going to just be like, well, that guy torched us last time. So we're just going to not change anything. <laughs> They're like, let's see him do it two times in a row. <laughs> exactly. Like what? <laughs> you know, in, in the two games before that, he was wide receiver 43 and wide receiver 54. So it's not like it's not like Terry McLaurin is this infallible player. It's just he had a good week. Good for him. You know, he he's a good player. I don't think that he's going to do the same thing again to the same team. No, I don't think so. Um, so your toughest rank this week, we touched on him yesterday, uh, Mike Evans. You have him all the way down wide receiver 28 uh, going up against Cincy. I mean, you have him behind guys that you're not particularly enthused about, like Terry McLaurin, Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, Chris Godwin uh, on his own team is ahead of him. Um, he's just not been great this year. Uh, he hasn't been what we've expected of him because the touchdown top. Right. I mean, the last time Mike Evans scored a touchdown was week four. Um, the last time he was a top 30 receiver was week eight. The last time he got double digit targets was week nine. So, you know, he, he's just. He's playable because of the volume, because he still does get a lot of targets. But he's probably not going to score a touchdown. He's not playing a good matchup. Cincinnati is a really tough defense. You know, he's probably going to be in like the five catches for 55 yards range and most likely not scoring a touchdown. So he's just, you know, medium to high floor, low ceiling. I also feel like he's one of those players that um, if you ride him into the ground, so be it. Like, you're like, if I go as far as Mike Evans takes me, okay. You know, because um, he's just, you, you can't bench him. You know, you, uh, you can't, you can, but he falls into that, like... Um, you'd be mad uh, if you went off on your bench. Exactly. You'd feel like an idiot. And imagine if he goes off on your bench and it costs you your season. You just got to go, like, uh, as the kids say, YOLO. What, as the well, kids say... Well. Well, I drafted him in the second round, so I'm playing him. Yeah, as the kids say, once more unto the breach. Uh, sure, they they definitely say that. Is that something the kids say? Yes. Sweet. All right. All right. Uh, your most surprising rank this week, uh, we talked about his teammate Terry McLaurin, but it's Curtis Samuel at 47 going up against the uh, New York football giants, like we said. Yeah, Samuel has been... <sighs> quite bad lately especially i mean since uh um why can't i think of his name um heineke since heineke took over uh you know wide wide receiver 59 24 92 28 just you know not really getting the targets that last time he played the giants he had seven targets but before that four 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 two zero Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, he's not playing a ton of snaps either. He's only in the 60 to 70 percent range. It's just too risky for me. You know, he again, last time he scored a touchdown week nine against Minnesota. Awful defense. Um, before that, it was week two. You know, it, it's just this his ranking is inflated by the fact that he had a really good start to the season, but he's been pretty bad for the last month and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I talked about it where it's like he's his use his usefulness is just kind of going wonky with um, Taylor Heineke. So uh, your sneaky star of the week, Jacoby Myers, you have at wide receiver 30 going up against Vegas. Has everybody forgotten about Jacoby Myers? Is that is that what's happened here? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, only wide receiver 42 on the season because he's been hurt a lot. Um, missed week three and four, barely played in week 12, only played 57% of snaps in week 13, didn't play again last week. So, but, you know, he's been a top 24 receiver three times when he's played full. Um, you know, he's not a whole lot different than Terry McLaurin. And yet people think McLaurin is going to be really good this week. And they're completely forgetting about Myers. He's playing the Vegas, which is a pretty good matchup for opposing receivers. He should be out there. Um, he was limited uh, in practice on Wednesday. So I just I, I think he'll pass concussion protocol and I think he will be pretty good. OK, yeah, I, I think uh, he'll be fine. I think uh, he will be Jacoby Myers. Your tough set this week, you have Adam Thielen at 36. Um, just a guy that's just been like bouncing off of relevance this year and then going up against Indy. Right. I mean, the last his last five weeks. Wide receiver, 44, 68, 9, 69, 12. Nice. Yeah. Um, he's been, you know, he, he played well last week in a good matchup. This is a bad matchup, so I don't think he will play well. That's as no. simple as it is. That's Yeah, so, um, yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, he's just, he's been bouncing off of relevance. All right, tight ends you're higher on uh, this week. Uh, one, you forced me to drop in our Dynasty League. Through your 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 chicanery, uh, Taysom Hill, uh, tight end fourteen against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are the chaos team. Whatever whatever you want to do goes. Sure, yeah. I mean, and this this matchup, Falcons Saints, is the chaos matchup. I mean, weird yeah. stuff always happens in this game. Um, Hill had a good game last week. Uh, Atlanta is bad against tight ends. So you know, however much of a tight end Taysom Hill is, you can debate, but. You know, both him and Jawan Johnson I have as tight ends I'm higher on. It seems like people have just forgotten Jawan Johnson exists. Uh, his ECR is 31. I had to yeah. search for him, like, for minutes on end to to figure out where he was. Uh, you know, Jawan Johnson is tight end 17 on the season, and he practiced. So he's probably going to play. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a great matchup. There's no reason why you should be forgetting about him like that. Yeah, and can you guess what his roster rate is in the like one of the best possible matchups in the in the of the year? Uh, nine percent. Twenty. Well, that's still too low. It is. That's that's ridiculous. So um, that's what I was saying is it's too low. So um, yeah, then uh, that was your your other guy in this one. Thirteen thirty one, like you said. Uh, Big Bob Tunyon, you have at twenty. ECR is twenty five. Uh, don't start him, but yeah, Walker is high. Walker is higher on him uh, against the Rams than other people. Yeah, as opposed to consensus, I think he's a little bit better, but I still would not play him. There you go. Uh, not much to talk about with with him. Uh, Walker is slightly higher. Um, tight end, you're lower on, which I'm surprised isn't your most surprising rank as well, is uh, Mark Andrews. You have at 10. ECR is 2. Uh, Mark Andrews getting Anthony Brown throwing in the ball this week, going up against Cleveland Browns. So is this a situation where you think that Anthony Brown's going to throw it, throw the game for his uh, his uh, namesake team? I just think he's bad. Um, oh, OK. Is that it? That's it. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand Mark Andrews is still getting the targets, but, you know, last four weeks, he hasn't scored more than 12 points. Uh, tight end seven is his highest finish in those four weeks. Cleveland is very good against opposing tight ends. Plus, uh, there's a bad quarterback play, making his first start for the team. I, 
I, I don't understand where this ranking is coming from. I, mean, I know he's Mark Andrews, but you can't just say, well, he's got the name I recognize, so he's tight end too. There are better options than Mark Andrews this week. Yeah, you're like, that's that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> right. So, um, alrighty. Um, another guy you're lower on, Dalton Schultz, you have at nine. ECR on him is four. Just want to say for the folks at home going, what is, what is Walker's ranks? Uh, Travis Kelsey... George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Greg Dulcich, David Njoku, Gerald Everett, Pat Frymuth, Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz, Mark Andrews. I will, I will change the Hayden Hurst ranking. I know he's doubtful. Yeah, he's doubtful. So uh, Dalton Schultz now rockets up to uh, tight end eight. That's right. Um, he's, again, this one's more of a feeling thing. Schultz has been up and down in four consecutive good matchups. So uh, I, I still think you play him if you have him. I just don't really understand where tight end four comes from. Um, you know, he, he's been just inconsistent. You know, it, he's not the number one target in the offense. He's like fluctuates between being two or three. He got 10 targets last week, which is not something that you know, that was a season high. I would mm-hmm. expect that to come down the previous three games. He had three catches, four catches and two catches. He just scored two touchdowns the week. He had four catches um, I just don't love it. You know, I, the last week was the first game since week eight that he had topped 55 yards receiving. So I, I don't think he's as reliable as his performances have shown. I think it's a bit of a mirage, but mm-hmm. I do still think you should be playing him in this matchup. Yeah. I think that, you know, what happened last week was the, uh, Texans shut down the receivers and guess who was left. Right. So I think that that is uh, an apt rank for Dalton Schultz. All right. Um, your tight end, your lower on uh, tight end 18 ECR is 10. That is Evan Ingram uh, going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, he had what the, maybe the best tight end week of any tight end all season last week. Uh, um, I probably 15, of all time. <laughs> 15 targets, 11 catches, 162 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, that is 1.5 times more targets than he had in any game previously. I Jesus. do not think that's repeatable. No, I don't think that that's repeatable either. Um, you know, uh, Doug Peterson loves tight ends, but not not that much. Right. I mean, the previous four games, he got two, four, one, and seven targets. So I would expect something more in the, like, six targets range. Dallas is a good defense against tight ends. I do not think you should start Evan Ingram. I don't care that he's tight end four on the season. You should not start him. Yeah, I agree. He's tight end four because he had one good game. Yes. Ridiculous. Tight end is so bonkers. Um, all right. So let's get into your uh, toughest rank at tight end, which is Greg Dulcich. You have at tight end four uh, going up against Arizona. I mean, that's just that's the matchup. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Dulcich is not great. And obviously, he's probably going to have Brett Rippon throwing in the ball. Um We'll, we'll see. I mean, Wilson could make it through the concussion protocol, but either way, it's not like he's going to have a good quarterback throwing in the ball. Um, he's gotten eight targets, though, the last two weeks. He's playing a t- team that is just horrible against opposing tight ends. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just I think the matchup dictates the ranking. It's it's hard to rank a guy who's only done this one time. Um, and in that game he still only had six for 85 it's not like he was fantastic when he was tight end two it was just an awful tight end week um but 
I mean, look at this week. This is also also an awful tight end. Week. Right. It's a really bad tight end week, and I would expect he scores double digit points. So I think he's about as safe as you can get. Yeah, this is the thing where it's like you can't really be like, well, you know, uh, given how the other tight ends are looking, it's like everybody, every other tight end has a terrible matchup, too, uh-huh. you know, except for like George Kittle. Right. <laughs> so uh, and so he will stink out loud against them as well. So, um, yeah, I think Dulcich at four. It's just. It, I Yeah, I can see it. Are you most surprising if Dawson Knox at 11? Um, I think I said, who did I say? I said I'd start Chigakonkwa over Dawson Knox. And you disagree going up against Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I would not. Miami is a very good matchup for opposing tight ends. And Ken Dorsey remembered that Dawson Knox exists last week. Um, Coming off of two games where he had three combined targets, he had seven last week. Um, I know he scored a touchdown, but I would expect him to be fairly involved in the offense again. Miami, again, not good at all against opposing tight ends. So in a week that is, again, bad for tight ends, I think he's a low-end starter. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I, I I guess it's just – I think that says more about the state of the tight end position um, than anything else. I think it also says a lot about society. <laughs> yeah, I th- I'm not saying that I'm happy to live in a world where Dawson Knox is tight end 11 for me, but, you know, sometimes – that's the breaks. But to paraphrase Donald Rumsfeld, you don't go to war with the tight ends you want. You go to the war with the tight ends you have. Uh, I I will not be paraphrasing Donald Rumsfeld on the podcast. <laughs> uh, updating a previous item, uh, you do not actually have to, quote, hand it to Donald Rumsfeld. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, sneaky start this week. Tyler Conklin at 12. Um, honestly, a very low rostered, uh, 29% rostered. He's in the running for my... Uh, fl- um, Streams this week at tight end. Going yeah. up against the Lions. He has fantastic matchups the rest of the season. Um, T- Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, weeks 15 through 17. If you are a tight end streamer, you can just pick up Tyler Conklin and throw him in there for the next three weeks, and he'll probably be fine. He was tight end 12 last week in a pretty bad matchup. Um, one of those guys that consistently gets quite a bit of targets. Um, he had a bad stretch in there when Zach Wilson was throwing in the ball. But since Mike White has come back, he's been fine. Uh, I, you know, he's tight end 13 on the season. So I think that he, again, he's a low end starter this week. Yep, that's right. I think that um, I'm going to call it right now. Uh, Ty Konkowski um, is going to get ranked inside the top 10 next year, and it will make no sense. Tyler Konkowski. Yeah. So, um, all right, your tough sit this week. Uh, it's not that tough. We already talked about him. Evan Ingram. I'm not allowed to say anything about Evan Ingram. That's good. So, uh, kiss my butt, Evan Ingram. How about that? How do you like them? <laughs> you're not, you're going to get a season desist from Evan Ingram. <laughs> I'm going to get a restraining order. Uh, Mr. Ingram shall not be, uh, placing his lips on or around, uh, anybody's posterior. That's what it'll say. That's right. Uh, All right, so Walker and I will be back on Friday with Mike. Until we will be talking about Thursday Night Football after the 49ers clinch the NFC West. And then we will be talking about the rest of this week's action. It's the fantasy playoff. So if you've been here all year, good luck. If you're just finding this podcast, uh, if you had listened to us earlier, you wouldn't need luck. So for Walker, this is... Oh, you can follow Walker on Twitter if you want to yell at them about the ranks. At Big Daddy Dricks. If you want to follow me, I haven't really been on Twitter today. You can follow me at Elon Jet. I think that everything should be okay. Yeah, Elon Jet back. (laughs) 
but it's for fantasy football if you want to yell at me. So for Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. But yeah, Justin I, Fields, uh, as my cat just ripped my headphones out of my ears and out of the laptop. Um, so give me one second here. <laughs> Jeff's uh, Jeff's having troubles, folks. The f- did my, where did my headphones go? Does she still oh, have she, them? They were wrapped around her. I was going to say, does she still have them? <laughs> All right, then. She's All right, still, Zoe, this is why you're not allowed in my lap. She, she still got them on accident. Yeah. All right, we're back, folks. Let's talk about Justin Fields.